everyone. Hi. Thanks for uh, joining us. So I'm Ophelia. I'm one of the astronomers at the Royal Observatory Greenwich, and I'm here joined by three of the finalists, the shortlisted uh, photographers from this year's Astronomy Photographer of the Year competition. Let's go around the table and just introduce ourselves, if that's all right. Well, my name is Miguel Claro. I'm from Portugal. Uh, I'm the official astrophotographer of Dark Skalkiva, which was the first satellite tourism destination in the world, and I'm 45. Oh, thank you. Uh, hi, I'm John, also 45. I live in Brighton, have two daughters, really enjoy being here. It's just great to be surrounded by talented people. Thank you for coming. Hi everyone, I'm Angela, an astronomy enthusiast from China. And I'm so honored to be back in the UK. Um, the last time it was in 2019. Uh, I wasn't a winner in that year, but it's also uh, that is my first time to be in the shortlist. So uh, it was my second year of photographing the stars, but I was truly amazed by countless works. And then I told myself, next time I definitely have to come back again. Right, and, and here you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so what made you all pick up a camera? And how long have you been a photographer? You've been uh, taking photos for 10 years. I um, well, I guess I, a lot of us, I had kids. And I thought I should take pictures of them. And my wife had a, a proper camera. Um, and I've always been... Felt quite creative, but I'm rubbish at drawing and singing and music. And the camera was that sort of means to express the creativity right. um, without the sort of limitations of my <laughs> awful voice. Um, so that's what kind of started it. And from there, it just it's kind of like a river, right? You just go mm. wherever it wants to flow. Cool. What about yourself, Miguel? Oh, a bit different. Uh, so I started when I was really young. I was maybe my passion at least started when I was... 13 years old, maybe 14, so I started to buy some magazines with the money that my parents gave me, so I <laughs> spent all the money in magazines. But in Portugal, by that time, it was very difficult because I'm speaking about like 32 years ago, mm. something like this. So we didn't, we didn't have any kind of um, telescopes or stores selling telescopes. It was like... Uh, the, the stores that um, sell glasses and something like this. Yeah. So it was hard. And then we didn't have even uh, Portuguese books of astrophotography. We have um, one related with astronomy. It was only one or two whole mm -hmm. uh, books. By, um, so it was not an easy task for me. We didn't have internet. Wow. So yeah. I was like exploring by myself uh, in some way. Mm. And uh, when I was 18 years old, I... I took a, um, a photography course in film uh, mm. about uh, black and white photography. So I started to uh, to make my own images at the lab. Mm. So I started to develop and then print the images in yeah. black and white. Yes, because before this, my parents was like, Just, I, we need to put you away because you are spending too much money on yeah. developing because you need a lot of experience. And by the time, when it, as it was in the film, it mm -hmm. means that the stars are inverted, so are mm. like transparent. The negatives are transparent. So the, the woman on the story was just giving to the trash. When mm. I when I was there, can you have my do I have my images uh, developed yet? So the woman was no, you didn't have anything. So I just throw it throw it away to the trash. Oh, that's <laughs> so I had to first uh, try to explain never do this again. Yeah. This is very important. Please, yeah. <laughs> to explain this is stars. It yeah. says that this, there isn't anything there, but it, it is. Yeah. So please. So I was always the same woman. 
uh, to develop my films by the time. But then with the with the with the course, I start to um, develop my own images and mm. print them with the projector. So yeah, everything start to be more slow or easy. Yeah. Yeah. Film photography is getting really popular again now. Um, I know I myself have got like too too many SLRs and too many rangefinders, <laughs> too too many films in my fridge as well. Um, so I definitely understand the whole cost. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, one funny thing is that my f the first time I, I sent the images to a magazine, it was for Sky and Telescope and Astronomy magazine mm -hmm. in US. So I need to send it by postal. Yeah. You know, so print the images, <laughs> make it in a envelope and send it to... Yeah. Yeah, so I received the response mm -hmm. via like a... Uh, a letter, mm -hmm. very kind letter. So yeah, so it was very funny experience. Yeah. Now we just send any mailers, everything very fast. <laughs> and uh, and yourself, Angel, how did you start? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, also, I am your followers. Oh, <laughs> thank cool. you. <laughs> yeah, you did a good job. Thank you so much. Just um, had a uh, uh, a high five there. High five. Yes, yeah. High. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, for me, I remember seven years ago, I attended a gazing event and it was the first time I saw the Milky Way very clearly. I feel like healing and purity from the cosmos. And I wanted to share that moment with people around me. And so I started learning astrophotography. It's been seven years now. And um, the desire to share prompted me to become a photographer now. Mm. Yeah, for seven okay. years. <laughs> Wonderful. So John, it sounds like you started off in photography and then got into Asher photography. Yeah, I'm a bit of a generalist. Yeah, I guess street astrophotography, weird long exposures, digital art. I didn't, I didn't realise when I. So I started taking photos of my kids, mm -hmm. and then I came across this guy Scott Stolberg and another guy Mark G. Like years ago, he did this famous video, like a super super long lens of silhouettes behind the moon. Rising, I was like, oh, I'm going to learn how to do that. And at the time, I was working in London, living in Brighton. I had probably 20 hours a week on the train. I was yeah. just like mainlining YouTube videos. I didn't realize at the time I was getting into probably the most like sort of technical field of photography. Um, and, and, you know, at the start when I was younger, you had time, you'd sort of drive, you know, miles and miles and miles out into the middle of nowhere in pursuit of the darkest skies. And I'd accidentally planned family holidays to like the Acadia National Reserve and my wife would be like, is this a dark sky reserve? Um, and then, then more recently, you know, life's just taken over a bit. So I've been focusing on, um, so this year I, I won the Anna Mwanda mm -hmm. prize. Because in honesty, like I've become a bit of a dark sky snob. Like the skies just aren't dark enough yeah. in the UK and the foregrounds yeah. aren't that interesting enough. So, but I love astrophotography and I love the observatory. And this is like my the fourth time I've been shortlisted wow. and I'm like finally I've done it um, but I'm, I'm just fascinated by you know how can we interpret the images that we already get of space my image was actually um, from uh, a sort of radio telescope that was playing sound waves not actually sort of visible yes Chandra wasn't it uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but there's just like an infinite world of possibilities yeah. I mean there's another no, universe is almost infinite so it's just a, it's just a really cool thing and when you said about the analog stuff coming back the thing I I find hard about photography is I probably spend three quarters of my time in front of the computer yes, and a quarter of my time in behind the lens. And that's not why I started. So I really like that analog is coming back yeah. and it forces you to slow down. And that's, I think the beautiful thing about astrophotography is 
you plan, 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 and then you drive out, and then you just sit. Yes. But, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you just sit. We were told just not to, to bang the table in the podcast. Sorry. And then oh, you just have to sit. Fill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for hours and hours. So I look forward, like you know, my kids are, are quite young at the moment, but I'm looking forward to a time in my life where we can travel out to some of these better destinations. Maybe mm. I'll come visit you in Portugal. Yeah, you are very close. Because you have some great dark yes, skies in Portugal. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll come and visit you. Um, but yes, yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a really nice, peaceful thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I started purely for like mindfulness reasons. Um, yeah, film photography really does slow you down. And just There's nothing else you can think yeah, about yeah, in I that moment. I think uh, it's more artistic in some way. You can feel more the yes. artistic part of the process because you are making, you are part of the process when yes. you are just developing your own images mm -hmm. at the laboratory. It's just mm -hmm. uh, another way because you photograph, but then you can damage your work when you are at the lab or you can make something brilliant again so yeah. it's yeah. just and i find it's when you speak to people about this competition they, they refer to it as an art competition not a photography competition yeah Ooh. and i find with with especially night sky photography you can get so lost in every individual pixel that you forget to step away and realize you're also trying to create something beautiful and that's what i like about you know when you see the exhibitions yeah is that it's not just another galaxy this another is important galaxy, john because i think that many astrophotographers don't understand this and they sometimes they complain a little bit because of the results and who was the winner and stuff like that because they don't understand uh, the question of is just if it was just astrophotography like the way we are speaking it's just like a, another photo you know mm -hmm. so you need to to show something different like the point of view what's the story you want to yes. to share you want to to tell about the, yeah. the picture so you can even have like the stars and focus because yeah it depends what you want to tell so yeah did you start off as a photographer so you learned photography seven years ago yeah. was that purely through photography or because you were already interested in, in ah. space Oh, because, um, yeah, I know. Uh, I loved the outer space since I was a child. And I even believe that uh, uh, there has, like, um, ex existence of a higher dimensional life. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that. So I watched many documents about the universe. However, due to the light pollution about our city, so I used to think the images is not real. It's like have been edited. Mm. So uh, they didn't see like um, they truly exist, but uh, the impact I felt the first time I saw the Milky Way um, remains unforgettable to that day because I feel like healing, you know, like mm. pure purity like this. So I now have near, nearly four, also four million followers just like my friends. They with me to like look for look up at the look up at the stars it must feel like a conduit for convey the beauty of the uh, cosmos and to <coughs> and sharing the night sky have given my life meaning i think Aww. yes right oh that's really <laughs> nice <laughs> did any has anyone else accidentally taken their family to a, a dark sky place or just like, oh Because, because I, I, I took, I dragged my my mum to Indonesia a few years ago to see the total solar eclipse. Have you done yes. something similar? Yeah, every year. Took this year. I'd like to visit this place. <laughs> I kidnapped my friends. Yeah. <laughs> just like I would like. I can't an wait. Obligation. My my children quite. Are they just not old enough to stay up late enough? Yeah. 
Yeah, and you forget when you live in the UK how much light pollution we have. Mm-hmm. And I went at the last time I went to a proper dark sky reserve. We went to La Palma in the Canary Islands. And you drive up above the cloud line there, and there are just people sitting on the bonnets of their cars. Yeah. And when you really see the night sky, you just like just stop. It just you don't need to have a camera even with you sometimes. Like yeah. that, what's that movie Walter Mitty where he's like sometimes I just don't take the picture. Yeah. You just um, want to enjoy that moment. But it's just beautiful, and to think that two hundred years ago that's what the sky looked like here. Yeah. It's crazy how bad it's got. Yeah. Like eclipse, I don't want to take photos. I just want yours. Yes. Yeah. 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 Y
we we use the same for the telescope. I have a lot of people asking me what what is the best telescope or what I please help me to find a first telescope and it's very difficult yes. because as much as you know you will see that it's very complicated to select a telescope because mm-hmm. each telescope has a main purpose. It's not a reflector, it's more some for some kind of stuff different from refractor refractors and you have a catadioptric which is very good for another type of thing so you don't have something for everything so yeah. it's very difficult so keeping the the suggestion of uh, John is just at the first hand is just pick up binoculars yes. explore with your uh, naked eye with binoculars and then you are more prepared to go to a short field of view which is a telescope because otherwise you will just lost yeah i think also unless you're lucky enough to live somewhere that is inherently really good yeah there's a lot more like in street photography i can just take the bus into town in brighton and click 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 yeah whereas in astrophotography you you can spend as much as a lens getting to a location paying for a hotel renting a car you know, you really do have to sort of push the boundaries of, of travel as well as yeah. technology to do that. So it really is important to think about, you know, if you've got a certain amount of investment to make, mm. there's no point in having a great camera when you sit in your back garden full of light pollution. <laughs> That's uh, true. That, yeah, that is, that is very true. And um, yeah, I guess just in photography in general, just developing your eye is very, very important, probably more important than what kit you have. Yes. And the best camera is the one you use the most, right? If it is too heavy, like you're saying, yeah. you don't want to take it out and yeah. yeah and just... also don't forget because the, um, nothing is a substitution from a very, very good sky. So this, yes. is, this is probably 70% of the success of your image. It's yeah. being in a very good quality sky. So your raw data, it will be very good. So this is important because people try to push sometimes beyond the boundaries of the data, the mm-hmm. really good data, you really capture. So it depends. So try to focus on real uh, capturing very good data with in a very, very good quality sky. Yeah. Oh, great advice. Uh, do you have any other advice? For yeah, I totally start? agree with you. The environment is very important, perhaps like a good weather or like um, a pure nice sky. It's very important. But I think uh, uh, for me, I need a camera with a a large aperture lens or higher ISO sensitivity. So, but it doesn't have to be the latest, I think, because uh, I also have a, a camera like uh, just for, I use it for four years now. And also, I have a tel- small telescope and equatorial mount because I can capture more like distance nebulous mm. galaxies. It's also um, a little bit important like this. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Well, it's good to know that you don't need, you know, the most expensive, newest yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, I think the most, for me, the most important thing is you've got to enjoy it. Yeah. Like, if you're not enjoying it, it just feels like a lot of effort and a lot of miles and, and late nights. And like we're saying, like, I remember early in my Astrid, I came home one night and I was like, I can't even remember what I, the only, I had to go through my camera to even remember where I was because I was so lost in the, yeah. the technology of it. And, and obviously, like, I think the most important tip is like look at the cloud radar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, and, and also like remember where the moon's gonna be because like if you get there and you're all set up and all of a sudden the sky's cloudy or the moon's in the wrong place, yeah. like, forget it. <laughs> yes. I, I would like to to left one last uh, advice and and I think this is the most important thing nowadays. I see a lot of people 
very rushed to publish their images mm. and this is just totally wrong like Instagram I, and no because yes, sometimes I see like you have the full moon and 20, 15 minutes after you are seeing the images released you have like a total solar eclipse and then you yeah. see half, half an hour later people publishing images from the eclipse when you are just traveling back home sometimes <laughs> you are tired your eyes are not yeah. used to see the colors in the correct way and you are just putting trash mm. sometimes just trash online so don't be rushed to publish anything you don't have anyone uh, around you and remember this everything you are shooting you are so so delayed because everything are just millions of light years away from us so you are just <laughs> capturing sharing something that happens probably 2.5 millions <laughs> of years away, of years back so yeah. don't be rushed <laughs> That's a good point. Um, have you seen any of the other photos and the uh, you know short little images yet? Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you have a favorite that's not your own? Yeah, sure. I I, I love many of them. <laughs> I love many of yeah, them. Right. I, I mean, I, I I there's ones I like. Yes. But the thing, the fascinating thing for me about this competition is, in a street photography competition, everyone that enters is a street photographer. Landscape. Everyone is a landscape photographer. Yes. Here, you've got people who use telescopes, people who use cameras, people who use petri light. Mm. This is a really broad spectrum of technical. Like, it's impossible to pick the the best because they're all different and brilliant in their own mm. way. Like, I like the one with the sprites coming down because it's a really rare image, super well composed. That like, you're in. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> but then the, the one that won. Like, yes. you know, there's just three guys with a telescope who've discovered something that the entire scientific community, you know, sort of didn't know about yeah. before. Like, they're just, all of them are great stories. And it's just a really enjoyable and sort of humbling thing and to be a part of it, really. And I really like the point that we are inspired by all of us. So we are, each other are inspiring each other. So we are, <laughs> I'm inspiring all the time by all the astrophotographers and I'm seeing new images and... It's just like that. Uh. And we are sharing new techniques and someone picks up our technique and has an, another thing and then another one has another point and this is the way that all of us are evolving. So, mm. yeah. Oh, that's really nice. It's a really nice community, it sounds like. Why do you think people should come to the exhibition? You haven't seen it yet, so this might be quite hard for you to answer. Mm. But, or why should, I guess in any kind of photography competition or space? Why should you look at the images in a gallery or an exhibition rather than like online? It's like going to the cinema versus watching something on your phone. Okay. Right? And when you look at something on your phone, you just see it. But when you come to the exhibition, you experience it. And you, you get to see all of the different things in the same space. You're not scroll for 10 seconds that looks nice or there's loads of saturation in that I should buy it you know all that rubbish like you really slow down and you appreciate the time and effort that's gone into it so you know and it's a wonderful museum it's a great exhibition and I recommend anybody should come have a look oh thank you yeah and of course our point of view as, as astrophotographers are for sure it will be different from a point of view of a new visitant that don't have any idea about space so as um so as Angel says, it opens our uh, our mind because we are sharing the same sky mm -hmm. yeah, independently exactly. where you are in, the, in, the, in our planets. We don't have boundaries to, to do that. And in, in, in exhibition, you can have an overall view of about the universe in a very different way. You have planets, you have a solar system, you have someone who's doing just solar photography. This is like, like John said, so 
we can have an overall view of how rich is astrophotography, how rich is our universe, and this gives us an even dimension even to use in our lives. Oh, great. Well, thank you very much. Fascinating stuff. Yes. And uh, I, I've, I've seen your images in the exhibition space. It's really great. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I hope, I hope you enjoy uh, your evening today. Thank, thank you, you very so much. much. My thank pleasure. You so much. Thank you.